This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Hey folks, good morning. I'm Roshan Kanesan and welcome to Open for Business. Golfing startup Dimples launched back in 2016 with the noble aim of helping people find golfing buddies and organize games at their preferred location and time slots. Something that can be quite difficult if you're not always roaming around in pairs of four. It raised over. It's raised around 2.5 million ringgit in this time, with its latest funding round coming in 2020, where it raised 1.5 million ringgit in a bid to grow this app, and currently operates in Malaysia. It had aspirations to go regionally, but the pandemic changed that. We will be testing whether they are going to be testing foreign waters again in this session. Today, we're speaking with David Wong, CEO and co-founder of Dimples, to get a better picture of the journey over the last seven years, how he's monetized the platform, and what kind of growth he expects to see from Dimples going forward. David, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. How are you feeling today? Good. Always good to be back here. Yes, this is your third third time with us. Both uh, First one was 2019, yes. then 2020. I think that was a little bit of post-MCO talk. Um I want to start off with a little bit of a basic question here. Um, what's behind the name Dimples? I mean, you could have gone with many different things here, but Dimples is a very particular name. So the quick answer is Dimples is the holes in the ball, mm. which are the wings of the ball. If you took away all the dimples, the balls does not fly. Right. I don't know if you knew that. Didn't know that. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's today's fun fact. That <laughs> yep. So that, that, was the, that was the background of the name, uh, where it came from. And, you know, a golfing startup is also a very particular thing to be doing. Mm. Um, and starting any business is risky. Mm. Why did you think that starting Dimples was worth the time, effort and risk to, to kick it off? It was never going to be something that was going to be like, oh, that's going to make a lot of money. <laughs> it wasn't that way, right? It was solving my own problem. Right. So I love to play golf. But the problem was I couldn't find people to play with whenever I wanted to play. So I had a lot of friends that played golf. It's just that they wasn't free when I wanted to play. So at that time, I was thinking there was definitely going to be somebody that was built, had built an app that could do that because somebody built apps for everything, mm. right? Um, but there wasn't for golf. And I was thinking golf needs two things to play golf. You need to have buddies and you need to have money. At that time, I had a job. So I had money, but I had no buddies. <laughs> so I created an app to make me buddies. Now, I have no money. So I'm making, <laughs> I'm playing off the way. Yeah, correct. So it, it was mainly to solve my own problem. And today we are very proud that it's helping another 50, 60,000 golfers to solve that same problem as well. That's the user base today in Malaysia, 50, 60,000? Yeah, 50, 60,000. Yeah. And how active are your, your, is your user base today? So on every month, about 11,000 people will be on the app. Wow. Yeah. Looking for people to play, booking games, stuff like and, that. And that's it, right? The basic premise here is that people want to play golf yeah. and they can't always get enough people for a tee off or a flight. So they have to, you know, either they don't play mm. or they go to your app to kind of find out, mm. uh, find other partners. So it's kind of just Airbnb meets Grab for golf? Tinder meets Agoda. Tinder meets Agoda. It's Tinder meets Agoda. The reason why I say that is because like it used to be just matching, mm. but in the last three years, like during the pandemic, we turned on the monetization model, which went to booking. So now Dimples does both things. And what's the profile you're seeing? You know, because typically when we think of golf, it's a much uh, older sport. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, although Tiger Woods did change quite a bit during his time. Yeah. Um, what kind of profile are you seeing? Um, so yes, you you definitely. 
Okay. Golf? <laughs> okay, let, let, me, let me start again. No pressure. Golf is played by a wide range of people, yeah. right? So you see a lot more older people playing it more frequently just because they have more time. Mm. But the people that actually do play it range from like kids all the way to like 80 years old. Our curve would be majority between 25 to 50 years old. That's the demo. That That's the demographic that, that is on Dimples, mm-hmm. right? Um, there's less on the older side, but they play more frequent just because they have more time, right? And the younger ones are just working, so they have less time. But today, if you go to the driving range, right, and you see there's so many young golfers coming into the, the sport. Sometimes they don't even know how to dress or whatever, but, you know, they're there <laughs> playing. And another fun fact, since you want to know, right, the top 10 or even 20 golfers in the world are all below the age of 30. That's fascinating. And mm. I think there's also a sense of the fitness level that's being brought to the game in order to compete in all these different tournaments. Uh, and that's something I think, uh, that's a different conversation for another day. Um, yes. David, you've raised around 2.5 million ringgit yeah. to grow and operate Dimples in the last seven years. Uh, you primarily operate in Malaysia. There were aspirations to go regional, but you consolidated during the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, might be some aspirations to go regional again. Mm-hmm. But tell me about the earlier days, right? What was it like to get Dimples started when you first decided, okay, I'm going to do this? What was the process like? <sighs> that, was, that was seven <laughs> years ago. Starting was very hard, right? Because... At that time, there was no product and we didn't even have an idea how the product would be. We just knew that that was the problem to solve, right? Um, now, to get this started, now I came from a digital background. Mm. So my, I have like access to friends, uh, colleagues who built stuff, built apps, digital marketing, that kind of stuff, right? So at that time, we didn't have anybody like co-founder to do it. I outsourced it to friends to build it. It didn't work. So after a year of fumbling around, it didn't work. Um, we thought maybe we should just give up. But no, we didn't want to give up. So we will continue to push on. And then we found a new set of co-founders that actually built it. And then it was launched in 2016 when I was still in a job. So it didn't really hit me too much when they said, hey man, it's live. I'm like, oh, it's live. Oh shit. (laughs) Now it's time to um, push it. Because I came from the, they were doing the product. I was doing the marketing. So I had to go and, push the product Mm. in terms of marketing. Now, I thought I knew marketing, but because I was in the marketing industry, but no, I was a salesperson in the marketing industry. Mm. So I didn't know how to execute it, but I knew what to do. So I was fumbling around, trying to run ads, trying to design stuff when I had no design skills at all, but somehow we made it work. What was the, you know, the marketing side of things, Performance marketing, digital marketing, it's a different beast altogether. And yours is a purely digital product. Mm. What was it that caught traction early on? Was it Facebook marketing at the time? So we did a few things, right? Now, coming from digital space, I thought digital is the way to go because it's a digital product. Um, So we ran ads, yes. We did a lot of social content. But the ones that actually caught traction was the offline stuff. Putting banners at the golf courses worked really, really well. Because on the digital space, yes, you can target golfers, but sometimes there's a lot of wastage as well. But at the golf courses, it's 100% golfers. The driving ranges is 100% golfers. And so if you put something there and there's not a lot of ads in that space, so it's not cluttered. So when people see that, they're like, oh, yeah, I need something like that. And they go download it. Also very targeted marketing, right? Super it's like, targeted. this is the captive, this is the audience you're looking for. Yeah. Let's put a few, let's put some uh, ads there, yeah. physical ads. Um you know, you were still working at that point. Yes. Um, when did you decide to make that shift to full-time in, uh, in this business? When we hit about, I told myself that I quit my job if we hit about three, well, 
when we had about 1,500 users. But we got to like three, 4,000 users pretty quickly. And then I told my boss, hey man, I made this baby that I want to grow. So I quit my job from Singapore, came back to Malaysia, and there we go. That's quite something. Uh, yeah. So those are obviously key milestones in your seven-year journey. Mm. Um, what were the most challenging things along the way? Because, you know, I mean, you were talking a little bit about building the product mm. and getting the coding, doing the marketing. Mm. But was there any particular challenge, one in particular, that really pushed you to the brink? Because, you know, a lot of times we talk about startups and it seems like everyone succeeds, but that's not necessarily the case. Mm. In terms of challenges, if you ask me the biggest challenge until today, right, and it's still going on, it's because Dimples has no blueprint to follow. Mm. What I mean by that is if I started another um, fintech app or ride-hailing app or food delivery app or Tinder-style app, right, I would just have to see what's out there and how can I make it better, right? For Dimples, we do two things, matching and booking. On the booking side, sure, that's easy. On the matching one, nobody has succeeded until today. Nobody. A lot have started in Australia, in the US, in UK. None have succeeded. So we have no blueprint to follow, but yet we still made it work. So is that, that if you ask me, is the biggest challenge because we're like constantly figuring out which direction should we go in a way to make this work for everybody yet make it sustainable and profitable. How do you make those decisions? Try and error. So we try it. It doesn't work. We pull that feature out. We try again. It doesn't work. Pull the feature out. So um, it's not so much about how many features you add in. It's also how many features you pull out and make the app as clean and as easy as possible. David, we've got to go into a few messages, but we'll be back in just a bit to further talk about the changes since 2020 and the kind of features that have been introduced and pulled out along the way. Folks, I've been speaking with David Wong, CEO and co-founder of Dimples, a golf startup that's helping people find golfing buddies to better organize their games. I'm Roshan Kennison. You've been listening to Open for Business. Stay tuned here to BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Boring, fake, macho. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Hey folks, welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kanison, and this morning I'm speaking with David Wong. He's the CEO and co-founder of Dimples, a golfing startup that's helping people find golfing buddies to better organize their games. Um, David, you were lost on in September 2020. Coincidentally, that was also the time you raised, I think, just about 1.5 million ringgit or 350,000 US dollars uh, for Dimples. So tell us um, how that, how, uh, what kind of progress Dimples has seen since then, powered by all that funding. So that funding was exciting because it was our largest round yet at that time. Uh, so it was nice to see that amount of money in the bank account. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but after that, we knew. So it was a little bit tough at that time because it was right in the smack of COVID. Yeah. So it was tough. Normally, when you raise funds, you want to go all out and grow the business as fast as possible. But then because it was COVID, we're like, is there going to be another MCO? Is there going to be another lockdown? And then nobody can golf again. And then we have to conserve cash again. So it was very playing, it's like playing poker. Mm. Like, should we bet? Should we not bet? Mm. Um, but we made some very conscious decisions on how the, the things that we do had to bring in an effect on the business. So two main things we did. We did 
a loyalty program first. So you know how like when you refer friends to uh, specific apps, you get rewarded um, with referral fees. That was one. That, so part of the entire referral program was also earning you rewards when you play golf as well. Mm-hmm. So every time you play, you get a cashback. Every time you refer a friend, you get more credits. And we love that credit system because it acted like a wallet. Uh, so we didn't have to refund people any money. It just went into the credit because they're going to play golf again anyway. So it's much easier that way. Uh, so that helped build loyalty and retention of the product. So that was the first thing that we built. Um, the, the second thing we built was the website. So we had a website, but it was purely informational. Uh, bookings couldn't be done on a website. So we were kind of going backwards because normally people build a website booking first and then later on they will build the app just because the app is harder to build. But because we were a social app, we built the app first and then we built the booking model on the app. But then we're like, hey, why not we just let people book on the website? Because a lot of people said, hey, I want to book, but I already have my friends. Can I still make a booking instead of having them come all the way in? Then we thought, yeah, why not, right? So there's a very clear differentiation here, right? So yep. there's one part where you're matching people who Correct. don't have enough friends to play golf with. Yep. Then you've also got people who already have their their kakis to yep. play golf with, yep. their WhatsApp groups yep. and like, you know, people like my father, yep. for example. And they already know they want to play on Saturday with yes. these four people. So yes. now- they just they don't want the social part. They just yeah. want to book a place to do it. And that now can be done uh, through the website, essentially. Exactly like a booking hotel website. How, how material was building the website towards the business? Uh, very material. Because um, from that, now our revenues are broken up into three parts. So previously, it was all app-based. Now a third is on the app. A third is through the website. And a third is through packages. What I, mean by, what I mean by packages is a lot of golfers, golfers don't like to play in the same place all the time. Mm. They like variety. That's why they travel to play golf. <laughs> when they travel to play golf, they also need hotels, transportation, that kind of stuff. So the places that we help, and hotels have come to us because they know that we cater to a lot of golfers. So like, for example, in Forest City, for example, um, Ramada Hotel will say, hey, can you help me bundle in Ramada Hotel into all your Forest City stuff? Because we see a lot of golfers coming from Singapore, from KL, from Penang, they come to, so we bundle it all together. Uh, some people say, I can't drive. Um, I ca- Can you pick me up? And then we have transportation service that's bundled up together. So that in itself, it's, it's not the best business model because it's manual but the ticket sizes are higher. It's like a travel and hospitality kind of situation, that one, right? So you're creating a little bit of a, a bundle package bundle for people package. who want to have a holistic experience. Right. Uh, so one third between the app, one third between the website, but the exact revenue generation mm. is transaction based through the bookings themselves. Yes. yes. So everything we take a percentage from there and then the rest goes to the club or the service provider. Now, there were ambitions to expand overseas, right? There were talks of uh, regionally, uh, but that seems to have been put on the back burner, especially because of the MCO, because of the lockdowns. Um, and now you're very focused on local. Tell us a little bit about what led to this, I guess, this battering down of the hatches and whether regional is still in view. So the goals when we first started to the goals <laughs> now are very different. Initially, because coming from like the 2000s where oh, let's just grow globally first and not worry about monetization and then uh, connect the world of golfers and then monetize later. 
yeah, right, that's not happening, right? So initially, we spent a lot of time in Philippines and Indonesia trying to get users to use the app just for the matching feature, and that's it. Um, but we realized all of that, this activity doesn't translate to any revenue at all at the moment, right? And the question was, would we be able to raise funds for this story until that thing happens when we are global with so many users, right? And at that point, kind of COVID started as well. So we thought, man, it makes sense to just start generating revenue to show that there's a business model that actually works before we do these crazy things. Um, so we hunkered down, we stopped Melbourne, we stopped uh, Indonesia, Philippines, and we just said, let's just focus on Malaysia. Let's get revenue up. And at that time when we started, we had maybe, um, we started with like three, four golf courses. And then we went on from there. And the main revenue generator here is the bookings, correct? Correct. Do you make any money from matching? No. That's matching. pretty much just a customer acquisition correct. channel. Correct. It's a lead in. Um, on that note, though, let's get a bit of a sense for the financial health of where Dimples is at. Uh, let's start with, I mean, you clearly made monetization a priority when you made that decision. Mm. Um, where is Dimples today in terms of revenue generation? So in the six years, the first three years, there was no revenue. Mm. So we started revenue only three years ago. The three years ago, um, first year we did a million. Second year we did two million. The last year we did 4.8. This year we should be hitting about seven, 7.5, eight, somewhere around there. Um, we're on track. Well, these are all GMV numbers. So I think the next year organically we're growing just because there's a need for this product. There's nobody else in this market for it. Um, so when you say GMV, all those numbers you gave us, isn't revenue generated? Uh, it's It's... The amount of the product that's been sold. Correct, correct. We so, take a cut. Mm. We take a cut from there. So the revenue would be off that 8 million you're expecting of GMV this year correct. would be a certain percentage of Cor that. Correct. What is the range of your transaction fee? 10 to 15. Mm. So yeah. we're looking at maybe a million ringgit in revenue this yes. year, more or less. Yes. Um, and the platform here, right? I mean, it's matching and it's booking and you're doing it specifically for golf. Do you mm. see this being applied in other areas? Or at least does Dimple see it being applied in, or in other areas? Or do you see maybe licensing that tech out? So many people have asked us uh, I'm about sure I this. would love to see some <laughs> board game matching and that sort of thing. So the, the problem doesn't lie in the product. The product is the easy part to build. Mm. The hard part is the user acquisition for those segments. So yes, if you say, can we do it for other sports, badminton, football, uh, basketball, and the rest of it, right? Those are like the lower end sports. And then there's the higher end sports like motor racing, you know, diving and all that kind of stuff. Can it be done? Yes, it can be done. But it doesn't cross over with golfers at all. And if that doesn't happen, then you're basically creating a new audience, mm. which you need to build from scratch. And it's tough to do that. So it would have to be something, uh, yeah, you, you don't want to be starting from scratch again, mm. although you have the tech. Mm. Uh, do you see you guys white labeling this tech out? If somebody wanted to build it, it would be easy for them to just build it. Mm. It's not a big deal anyway. Um, have people asked? Yes, people have asked, but none of them would have the financial capability to license it <laughs> mm. at this moment. Mm. It doesn't make sense for them. It's better off if they just build it themselves or start without tech. That's also okay. Yeah, I think there was a quote that a lot of the most scalable businesses started in the most unscalable of fashions. Yes. I'm paraphrasing that line. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not sure if it was Elon Musk or someone else from the PayPal mafia who said it. Um, but uh, David, don't go anywhere. We got to go into the 10.30am news bulletin. When we come back, 
more on the growth story ahead. Folks, I've been speaking with David Wong. He's the CEO and co-founder of Dimples, a golfing startup that's helping people find golfing buddies to better organize their games. I'm Roshan Kainasen. We'll talk about growth strategies and funding plans ahead. So keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Birkins for Mama. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Hey folks, welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Connison and this morning I'm speaking with David Wong. He's the CEO and co-founder of Dimples, a golf startup that's helping people find golf buddies to better organize their games. Um, David, earlier we were talking a little bit about you know the story behind the business, what the business model is like today and the kind of growth you've seen. Right, So you started with a million in gross merchandise value sold when you first started. Uh, this year you're expecting around 8 million-ish or just under 8 million in gross merchandise value and you take about a 10-15% uh, cut of that as part of your revenue. So expecting about million ringgit in revenue this year more or less. Um, beyond this year though, what kind of growth are you expecting over the next few years? I'm sure that uh, this is something that you've talked about either with the, with the team or with potential investors. So if it's just us without any potential investors or any investors, we'll probably still be growing just because the market needs it at this point. And that's just the Malaysian market you're talking just about. Just the Malaysian here. market. Just the Malaysian market. Um, people are not buying hotels by picking up the phone anymore or like movies by picking up the phone anymore. And it's just about time when golf would do the same thing as well. So I think naturally we'll probably still grow next year. But then again, as a startup, as a young startup, Growing by doubling is not as fun as growing by five x. <laughs> uh, so that's where we are currently fundraising so that we can grow at a five x, ten x kind of rate, um, which is more fun for everybody as well. Because as a two sided platform, it is more useful for you when more people are on the platform and more golf courses are on the platform faster than later. In a sense, um, a few things that we'll be working on. Um, more business models um, that will be useful for golfers. So right now, golfers can only just match and book. But a lot of them have said, how can I buy more my stuff there more we efficiently? There's only a matter of time before you were like, yes, e-commerce opportunity. E-commerce opportunity, right? And it's already happening on Carousel, Facebook Marketplace, Muda, right? Where people buy and sell there. But the thing is, all the golfers are already on Dimples. Mm. Why not just help them find the stuff that they need to buy there? And that way they can you know, get the stuff easier. So that's one, the marketplace, right? Um, we might also look into a membership model where we give um, members of Dimples. So people always say, how many members do you have? As of now, there are zero members. It's all users, free users, right? But there could be a specific tier that we give them stuff that they have no access to outside of this. Not so much on the pricing thing, not so much about, oh, let's give you more discounts because you're a member. Not so much that, but um, more of added value stuff. Um, stuff that you couldn't get if you were not on Dimples. So that's another thing. So that's on the business model side. Um, advertising is also one, one last business model that we've already started. Um, we're not pushing too much on it, but there have been brands that have been reaching out to say, hey, I want to reach out to golfers. Can we work with you? We worked with them before. Um, brands like Samsung, IOI Property, you know, they, they've, done, they've done a few things with us. Um, but of course, not neglecting the geographical expansion. 
So we have business model expansion yeah. and geographical expansion. Which was before something you consolidated and now you're looking abroad again. Yeah. And is that where a lot of this, you're raising new uh, new funds, correct? Yes. How much are you targeting to raise? This round we're raising roughly about 2 million US. And this is going to be, uh, where are you going to be spending this money to grow? Both on more product lines and also geographical expansion. The reason why, because Malaysia is a very, very small golf market mm. compared to the other markets um, in Southeast Asia. Um, so Thailand is a bigger market. Uh, Indonesia is comparative, same size market as Malaysia in terms of golf. Uh, Philippines also about same size market in Malaysia. Um, but yes, uh, I think it's time that we do this expansion, but we do it in a more sensible way compared to what we did last time. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you define sensible, David? Sensible as in, I think we will go in this time because we have a proven model that works here. And golf is very regional because people travel to play golf. And a lot of Filipinos, Indonesians, uh, Thai people have come and seen this work here and they've wanted to bring this back to their countries. So instead of going there and trying to fumble around, now we know what we need to do already and we can just duplicate it over there with the golf courses there directly and make revenue right away. Instead of let's go down the matching route first for three years before we make revenue. I don't think we want to do that. Now, aside your users, yeah. um, some of the biggest stakeholders, I guess, would be the clubs that are putting their access capacity onto your platform. Because right? it's basically like Agoda or any other hotel booking app where hotels are putting their access capacity, things that they don't think they can sell probably, yep. onto your platform. Yep. What's the relationship like with the clubs and managing that? So I have to say is... Um, we are very appreciative of all the clubs that have come on board to Dimples to make the ecosystem what it is today. Mm. Were there challenges to get clubs on board? Yes, uh, for sure. Um, because of the simple reason that a lot of clubs have not had this kind of experience before as compared to like the hotel industry. The hotel industry, they'll be used to Agoda, Booking, Trip.com, uh, Traveloka, Expedia, so many of them, right? But in golf, nobody talks to them about this. So when this new concept comes to them, sometimes they're a little bit unsure, like, oh, what? Oh, do this? But then would I not have access or visibility to the amount of revenue coming in? And these kind of concerns that we need to address uh, to show them a few of the benefits that they can get from it which is like, first, they get to clear the excess capacity, like what you said. And second, they get money up front because now people pay, otherwise they don't book. Mm. It's not like the old days where you call up and book and say, hey, I'll show up. And then you don't show up and they can't do anything with that cancellation. Now, another way for you to grow, of course, so you talked about new markets, uh, Thailand, Indonesia, Philippines, uh, new product services. So you're building out a golf ecosystem, uh, basically, which is everyone's play, right? Uh, I get targeted by pet ads all the time now because <laughs> I have a puppy and everything seems to be about this. There's a puppy ecosystem being okay. built out out okay. there. Um, golf ecosystem is that. That's your play here. Yeah. Um, but people need to know about it, right? Yeah. Um, you haven't been very aggressive with your marketing so far. Mm -hmm. Are you planning to be more aggressive with it to acquire more customers? Way more, way more. So until today, we haven't had a marketer on board. So the only marketing that we were doing was from our very limited knowledge mm. that we had. And it's not so much like we couldn't... It's not so much that... I don't know how to say this, but it was very hard to find somebody that fit what Dimples was doing. Mm. So even though they were very senior experienced market outside, it might not have worked for Dimples. 
Um, so I think what we like to learn from are the other two-sided marketplaces, like your Shopee, like Agodas and Bookings, right? How do they do it? Your Grabs, for example, right? How do you get users to use it and merchants to use it all at the same time? Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the margins and the profitability because you were being more sensible with your growth uh, consolidating here in Malaysia. Mm. Um, with that in mind, was was the business profitable yet? Uh, when? In while When you focused on Malaysia. No, at that time we were just starting revenue mm. at that time. So we were still burning um, and we haven't made the amount of revenue that we needed to cover costs. But this year we have done that. Uh, after the doubling of revenue every year, we got to a stage where now cash is not coming out anymore. We are making money. And this is the point now where you're going to start to burn more money if you, if you raise the funds to grow overseas. Correct. So now raising capital will not be for survival, but it would be for growth, accelerated growth. Fuel on the fire, as they say. That's great. Um, what are your expected, what are, what are the target margins for this business in the long term? So from this one business model, it'll be the same 10, 15%. Yeah. I don't think it can go very much more, right? But then that's where you add on the other business models mm-hmm. that can add on a little bit more margins here and there. Um, yeah, so I think like a marketplace would be able to do 10, 20% or even 30% maybe. Mm-hmm. Think of us like a retailer, for example. Um, memberships could be a little bit more because maybe uh, 50% margin over there. Uh, advertising normally is 100% margin because mm-hmm. like there's nobody that we're paying that for the assets. <laughs> it's just our assets. Uh, so yeah, these are the few business models that we have in mind and the margins that we have in mind. Mm. Yeah. Is there anything else that you are keeping an eye on in terms of plugging to eventually plugging into your golfing e- ecosystem? For dimples? For dimples. To be plugged into something else? Mm. Ah. Oh. So plugging dimples into a much larger ecosystem. That will probably be our exit strategy, mm. right? So a lot of people have asked us, um, would you go IPO? You know, would you just maintain this? I think Dimples, with the resources we have, would be able to benefit a larger organization much better as a bolt-on. So I think that would be one of our exit strategies. What do you think is the most, who is the most likely kind of buyer for this? Are we talking about the other big travel and hospitality businesses, um, golfing peop- uh, golfing businesses that maybe have a bit more cash, they want to modernize. When you think about that, um, obviously we're doing crystal balling here, but let's just play, <laughs> have some fun with it. Uh, I have two or three in mind. Mm. One would be a golf now. A go- golf now is actually the largest tea time player in the world. Uh, they're owned by Golf Channel. Um, so, but they have nothing in Southeast Asia yet or even in Asia yet uh, but they've bought stuff in Australia and uh, UK and the US as well but nothing in Asia so if we can consolidate this market for them I think that'd be great another potential one could be somebody like a Callaway and the reason why I say Callaway and not the other equipment makers mm. is because Callaway has invested into stuff like this before they've invested into entertainment centres that are the lead-ins. So like they invested $2 billion into Topgolf. Topgolf is a big entertainment driving range center that a lot of first-time golfers will be going there and they want the first club that they put into their hand to be a Callaway club. Mm. So yeah, these are some of the target acquirers that we can look at. And will all this will be contingent on your ability to execute on your regional growth strategy, right? That's correct. All right, let's take a minute to look ahead. Uh, David, I like to end my conversations with founders. uh, uh, Taking a look at the future, it's been seven years now you've been on this journey. Yes. Um, Where do you see Dimples going in the, what is your ideal picture of Dimples in five years from now? 
So five years would be very different from the 10-year strategy, right? But for five years, the immediate future, I would say we would probably have two, three other markets in Southeast Asia running and profitable with the amount of money that we're going to raise now. Um, just because I, I, I probably said this like three years ago as well, but you know that was COVID at that time. And now we are in a much better position to say it with a little bit more confidence mm -hmm. than before because now we've had a proven model in Malaysia. Uh, we're not burning money anymore. So I think we can duplicate this in other markets with the sufficient resources. David, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much for your time. No, thank you. Folks, I've been speaking with David Wong. He's the CEO and co-founder of Dimples, a golfing startup that's helping people find golf buddies to better organize their games and a budding golfing ecosystem. I'm Roshan Kanesan. You're listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Are you open for business? Register your company with BossBallet.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.